Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Episode 13. How to find your true purpose in life with Jessica Huey. Welcome to the Alternatively Healthy Podcast. I am your host, Becky Rabin, personal trainer, wellness coach, and founder of online wellness magazine, Alternatively Healthy. This is your high vibe, soul soothing weekly dose of wellness. Each week, I will be getting up close and personal, bringing you conversation and insight with some of the wellness industry's most renowned health practitioners, coaches, experts, and thought leaders from around the world. Through our podcast, we hope to give you all the information, resources, and tools that you need to help shape the healthiest and happiest version of you. Jessica is an award-winning entrepreneur and founder of Colorblind Cards and JHPR, an agency representing inspiring entrepreneurs and personalities. In recognition of her services to entrepreneurship and contribution to diversity, Jessica was awarded an MBE and was named the Queen of England's Honours List in 2014, aged just 34. Jessica enjoys an international public speaking career and is one of the UK's most influential women. I sit down with Jessica today to discuss how you can truly find your true purpose in life, how you can tune into you, get rid of things that you don't enjoy doing and really start to make a life that you love. So hi, Jess. Hello. Thank you so much for joining me today from your car. It's a pleasure. From my office, my mobile office. From your mobile office, from the on-the-go office. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. And I am super, super, super excited about this one. I'm in awe of what you do. And I know that our audience today will really, really benefit from what we're going to be talking about because it's definitely an area of expertise that I always get asked about from my own personal journey with moving jobs and changing career paths and really trying to like find what my purpose was in life. So yeah, thank you so much for coming. It was a pleasure. I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, I know a bit bad about you, but to my audience, I'd love to know your kind of story with, because I know you were a PR to celebrities. Do you still do that? No, so I shifted out of showbiz PR many years ago and moved into working with entrepreneurs. Today, my model is different because as I've changed, the way that I wanted to work has also changed. So these days, rather than running a traditional agency, which as I used to do, I work one-to-one with a small number of female entrepreneurs who run purpose-driven businesses and want to build their brand. Yeah. I do that one-to-one. And then I run group workshops every month at the British Library, again, for small business owners and micro-business owners who want to raise their profile 
and get their business in the media but in a way which is authentic. Yeah. So that's my day job now, if you like. Which is absolutely incredible. And I think the reason why I'm so keen to do this and why having read bits of your book and obviously learning a lot about you it's something that really sits really closely to home with me because I worked in a corporate career I was an advertising manager my background was PR too so I found like a lot of I guess it was quite nostalgic like reading your story and for me to see what I've been through and it is one of the biggest questions that I get asked by people is how did you make that jump and you know I hate my job how can I get out of it and to do something that I want to do and most of them are you know do something in the wellness industry but, you know, you're a PR to these celebrities, you have this high-flying career to the outside person and, and you kind of switch what you were doing to what you did. And what was it for you that really wanted to make you change into kind of the job that you're doing now and, and the, the way that you work with people now? There were a couple of forks in the road along the way, if you like. And yeah. The first one was when I, I became an accidental entrepreneur because I'd been looking for a card for my little girl who was seven at the time. And she was going through a stage where she didn't like her hair. I was looking for a greeting card, would have brown skin princess, and I was just going to write, you're perfect as you are. Yeah. And just realised that the high street was completely devoid of anything representative of this wonderful multicultural society that we live in. And that was 12 years ago. And it was one of those moments where it could have been an idea which I thought, oh, why hasn't anyone done that? And then got on with my showbiz career. But I didn't. I decided that I wanted to make that product which was missing because I felt it was so important. And so that became my mission. You know, that was my purpose at that time to be the person to put multicultural cards in the British High Street. And we achieved that six months in. And that really, for a start, it built my confidence because I saw that you could have an idea and feel passionate about something and then bring it to fruition and to creation. So a year later, I started my own PR agency and fast forward, you know, a few years and here I am. That's amazing. So it was a real accidental thing for you then. It was totally just kind of wasn't really meant to happen, which I guess leads me on something I was going to ask you a little bit later on. But it was something that you fell into. And then you talk a lot about it's kind of really about what's on the outside we live in a world where we're all about what the outside is about and you know we're looking for external validation and direction and we're kind of neglecting ourselves slightly and kind of not really asking ourselves what we want and it's a big message that I talk about a lot with like even when it comes down to PT and clients and personal training and going to the gym I say to my clients when was the last time you asked yourself why you were even going to the gym or why you wanted to be healthy so I guess if we put that into perspective of you you talk a lot about kind of asking ourselves our own questions on what we want to do and how we want to transition and kind of find our purpose in life so how do we essentially do that? Yeah. Because I wasn't thinking about leaving. What wasn't accidental was that I I felt compelled by something. You know, who I was as a woman had evolved from when I started out in showbiz PR. Yeah. And there were things and values which were, you know, held real importance for me, which weren't being fulfilled in my career at that time. So, you know, I think ideas are gifts and they don't come to us accidentally. When yeah. they occur, there's something to be considered. Yeah. But so often we're so busy, we just shunt them to the back of our mind and we crack on with the doing. Yeah. And what started to become habitual for me is to check in and stay connected with what is it that is trying to evolve at this time? Mm. And, you know, what is it that's really important to me? What holds meaning? 
and let me follow that because when we work from that space which is it's really in aligned with the truth of who we are yeah you know that's where we start to see real success in our life because we're in flow you know we're not just doing what we've fallen into or what we're doing because we're too scared to step outside of it so it's a very different way to live so it's like really taking that time to kind of ask yourself and find out what you enjoy and who you are is that what you're saying essentially yeah i think our biggest priority and one which is the most neglected is to stay connected or to reconnect with ourselves and how do we do that we do that from stepping outside of our daily lives and a lot of people talk about meditation i meditate but you know it could be through drawing or some other kind of creative expression could be going for a jog or just getting lost in that moment but zoning out of this always on lifestyle in order to just you know hear our thoughts check in with our feelings and see you know how we are and what it is that we need yeah i think this is the most amazing thing about doing this podcast is i've spoken to so many different people across all different walks of like wellness mindset and it's the same thing as everyone's saying we need to tune into ourselves and it's the same thing that i say with whether you're trying to find a new career path? Are you actually even asking yourself what you enjoy doing? Or, you know, if you're going to the gym, are you even asking yourself what workouts you enjoy anymore? Are you just going because you feel like you have to? So meditation has obviously been something I guess that is a really key thing for you. But what I love is that you said, obviously, initially, the start of the changing of your career was completely accidental and was kind of just like something you came up with an idea because you were listening, you weren't putting pressure on it. I'm a big fan of surrendering. And I know you talk a lot about you know, surrender and our need to control mm-hmm. in your book and the work that you do. And I find it really hard myself. So I'm a big fan of surrendering when it comes to life, when it comes to life in general. So if something happens, I'm a big fan of being like, do you know what, that was obviously meant to be or that wasn't meant to be. But I find it really hard when it comes to work sometimes to let go and surrender that like, you know what, I'm working really hard and whatever is meant to be for me will be. So I think a lot of people are scared of letting go and kind of letting things happen. And I know for me, like the best things have happened when I've not even expected them. The work was already done, but I'd kind of massively let go or wasn't thinking about them at the particular time. So how would you tell someone to like really be able to let go or what things can they put in place to really do that? I think it's a big question because the key with surrender, it's impossible for me to talk about surrender without talking about the fact that there's more to this life and there's more to us than that which we can see and touch because if there isn't then who or what are we surrendering to yeah and for a long time you know I lived most of my life 20 years on this hamster wheel of constantly achieving and aiming for the next goal and you know in many ways it paid dividends for awards and success and society was permanent but I was a complete control freak it was unhealthy. Work was like my drug. I never had a moment with myself. But it wasn't until my dad became ill, I stopped for the first time in my life. Yeah. I was just present. Yeah. You know, I couldn't tell you the time or the day. And it was from within that space when I, I couldn't control my dad's illness. I couldn't control the fact that he was dying, yeah. you know. So for the first time, the choice was taken out of my hands. And, and I think that was a massive shift in my life because... Yeah. Yeah, I, I sort of turned it over to to God or to the universe, whatever term is comfortable for you. And that was a real, it was just kind of a revelation in my life, which has changed everything. Because once you consider the possibility that there's more than yeah. just us, 
at the helm of our lives. Once you're open to that, you start to experience it. Yeah. It's quite miraculous. It's quite incredible. And I think, you know, I definitely am... (laughs) someone who's totally open to that and I am you know I meditate and I really believe there is a higher power and you know the universe is absolutely there and but there are a lot of people that are probably listening to this who perhaps don't and aren't aware of it or or maybe are a little bit aware of it but not really sure how to get in there so that's what I've noticed with a lot of the people that come to our events our workshops a lot of them are kind of they know there's something that's a higher power and I always say you know what until you experience it and you open yourself up to experience it or to see the signs or to see the miracles that happen every day you won't see it but how much does that have a part to play in kind of people's success and and finding their true purpose in life of what they want to do and how they want to feel? I think it has everything to do with it because here's the thing, this higher power is not something which is outside of us. Yeah. You know, it's also a part of us. It's who we are. You know, we aren't just humans. We're essentially spirits having a human experience. Yeah. And so when we start to reconnect with the truth of who we are by withdrawing from doing and always being on and always being focused on you know the external world we tap into that power source and what it is it's like our biggest untapped you know resource and when we develop that relationship with an open mind it's like this power source that we're not utilizing and when we start to you know, it's there to support our life and, and it changes our experience. It starts from the inside, but it changes the external. Yeah, I completely resonate with that as well because I also say, like, when it comes to health, I believe that the work is inside and then the external aesthetics that you've been chasing for so long happen. It's a massive message that I'm trying to focus on in general, even in my practice as a personal trainer. I'm like, unless your mindset is within in the right place and you're working from the right place, the aesthetics won't change. And I think that's an amazing element of the work that you do so for you obviously you've had this amazing career and you've got all these incredible awards and you're awarded an MBE weren't you which is just like absolutely fabulous but what was it that just didn't feel like it was almost not enough for you but like what made it not so fulfilling for you because people always look at someone I guess like you as such a high achiever and it's incredible what you've done but then to change your career again and to really change it to what you're doing now to help people find their purpose and build their businesses and find who they really are what was it that made that shift for you there were lots of moments of happiness and yeah. you know incredible experiences that I had throughout my career my media career and so it's not to discard any of that but what it was is that my relationship with myself was off filter there was no balance you know it's asking yourself what's driving you because for me you know a lot of my success was powered by this desire to prove something both to yeah. the outside world but also to myself to prove that I was good enough and that stemmed from being you know a mum at 17 getting expelled from school I had all of this really unhealthy narrative about who I was despite achieving you yeah. know and again until we check in with ourselves and how we're thinking about ourselves and who we are and how we're speaking to ourselves you know those kind of unhealthy habits will always eat away any of the joy in our life and for me it just meant I was often overworked anxious depressed you know this kind of constant roller coaster of highs and lows which prevented me from serenity and from peace and from really fulfilling my potential so what's happened is that I'm still just as ambitious, but it's now coming from a much more healthy, wholesome place, which has everything to do with what's right for me. 
yeah. and what I want and what I need and what's true for me yeah. rather than anything out there. And what does that feel like for someone who's on that path? Because it's so interesting to hear you talk like that because I guess for me, my whole career, I've been like, do you know what? I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to achieve this and I want this high-powered career and I want to have my own business and I've got three businesses and blah, blah, blah. And it's more so recently that I'm really driving behind. I've asked myself some questions even in the recent times, like, why am I doing all of this? Like, is this truly making me happy? Or And it is when I do great work and I have someone say to me, you know what, you changed my life today. I, I listened to your podcast and for the first time ever, I'm deleting this app from my phone that tracks how many calories I've burnt today or something. So that's when I always feel like nothing beats that. For me, I've kind of realized now that absolutely nothing beats that when one person says to me, you know what, you've changed my life or you've changed me. But it's really easy to forget that. It's really easy to get caught up in so much other stuff. So I know for people listening out there, I think a lot of them find it hard to really resonate with the practical side of things. So like, how do we truly get to know ourselves and what we want to do? Meditation is great, but are there like practical things that we can sit down and write out? Like, what do we want and what makes us feel good? Is there anything like that kind of you work with? Yeah, I mean, it starts with asking ourselves, what does this best life look like? You know, what is the best us? What is the best you? It always requires stepping out of doing to ask those questions in the first instance. You know, if you were to say two years from now, everything goes beautifully where do you see yourself? So where would you want to be? And not just in terms of career, but, you know, do get into the granular of, well, how are you making your money? What are the revenue streams? Yeah. How are you working? Are you working from home? Are you working from the gym? You know, are you working in an office overlooking a river? And who are you? Like, what kind of person are you? Yeah. Because you're... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot... We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Externally. 
Yeah, no. You know, and it really is. And it could be that you just say, right, I need to start having more expansive, enlightening conversations. I need to be around people that aren't constantly focused on what's the lack in their life. And that might mean deciding to go to a new activity every weekend, starting a new hobby. It's really just disrupting your life in the best possible way. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely love that. Everyone that I'm interviewing on all these podcasts, it really is that the fundamental is, is unless you get to know yourself and you get to do the inner work and you get to find yourself, nothing is ever going to fit the way it's meant to fit with you no matter whether it's your relationship with food whether it's your relationship with fitness whether it's your relationship with other people whether it's your career I'm really really noticing and I hope all the people that are home that are listening to this podcast are seeing that fundamentally until you talk to yourself and get to know yourself it's really impossible and I think that's what's so amazing about your work is that you're taking your inner work as being practical steps and I think most people get really stuck on getting to know themselves. They find it really uncomfortable to ask themselves what feels good and who are they and, and what do they enjoy doing. Or It's a tough place because we're, we're also sat watching social media where we're comparing ourselves so much to people. How do you feel like that social media and comparisons and looking at what other people or defining yourself as what you have or what you show you have plays a big role in why people aren't achieving happiness in life? Yeah. You know, we've always, particularly as women, from the moment that we are born, we're conditioned into ways of being, you know, the way that we should behave as girls and then as women, the way that we should look as women, yeah. you know, the sort of things that we should do. There's so much. So we are all of those layers. And then there are the disappointments and the rejections that happen where we start to form this idea of who we are, which has nothing to do with who we are. And so we end up with this requirement to really strip back these layers. And social media is just the latest thing that we have to contend with. And it's a dance. Yeah. Particularly because if we're in business where it's a requirement to be on social media, but the stronger that our sense of self is, the less that we are impacted. Yeah. You talk a lot about obviously finding that self-worth and that self-love for yourself and really getting to know it yourself. I've said self a hundred times, but how does someone actually do that? Because there's a lot of talk about it in the industry and I know there's ways we can ask ourselves questions, but how do we really build up that worth and belief in ourselves? So the very act of deciding to get intentional about reconnecting with ourselves yeah. is an act of self-love. It's an act of I am important enough and worthy enough to be my priority. And there's this affirmation, which I love, which is just simply, today I will be my own best friend. Oh, I love that. It's beautiful. And when you really think about it, so often the way that we speak to ourselves or we treat ourselves, we just wouldn't handle anyone like that. We keep that in mind. We start to, to really develop much more sort of empathy and kindness and support for our own self. Yeah, I think the very act of making ourself a priority is an act of self-love. And what comes from that is then the action. And that might be the self-care routine, which is talked about so often. But it can't just be, you know, the exercise or the eating. It's a holistic thing. Because loving ourselves, truly loving ourselves, requires us to care for ourselves, mind, body and spirit. So doing just one is never going to be enough. It's about, okay, what are my needs across the board? And then drawing up actions which are right for you dependent on those needs. 
Yeah. And I think what's so interesting is like, for me, that was a big lesson. I've come from a very spiritual family with my mum and my sister. And I kind of fought it for years. I didn't, I didn't want anything to do with the whole, you know, I was very much like, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to eat well. And I didn't really see wellness or mindfulness at all as the whole bigger concept. And that all changed for me, like probably two years ago. So I'm a, the biggest advocate of people really becoming more themselves and then tuning in and really like letting go, tuning into themselves. But for me, this all happened actually after I already changed my career, which is so interesting because who was it? I think it's Steve Jobs has like the most amazing quotes. And it's like, you can't connect the dots going forward. You can only connect the dots going backwards. And it's something that I really see with resonates with my career is that everything makes perfect sense to where I am now. However, kind of necessarily didn't while I was along the way. And all of last year, I actually spent the whole year working on myself. You know, I was telling myself I looked beautiful in front of the mirror because my biggest thing was my image with myself. But actually, it was also, I've battled for years with believing in my abilities of what I can achieve. And it's something I feel like I've only really found it. But now I agree with you that it was really just by doing. It was really by stopping thinking, stop looking at everyone else and get to know myself, build my self-confidence up that everything else fell into place too, career-wise. But the biggest thing for me, and I, I know that a lot of people will be thinking this, so I get asked a lot of questions with people being like, I know I'm not loving what I'm doing right now. I want to move into something that I love and I enjoy. And they are scared. So I didn't leave my full-time job for two years in marketing because of the financial income I was getting. I knew I was getting it every month. On the outside point of view, I, I looked like I was super successful. And it was a big risk for me to then go into doing what I loved where there was no nothing there. Yeah, it was a complete risk. What do you say to people that are scared or scared of being successful or being their best? Courage is required. Mm. The very act of making that leap, it's that cliche of leap and the net appears. It will, because if you are leaping towards something which is meaningful for you, yeah. and you know, if you're feeling called towards something else, it's right for you. So it's trusting yourself, developing self-trust, and caring about yourself enough to know that actually not making that leap is worse than anything that could potentially might not work out for you. Yeah. So there's that. And then it's about giving yourself as many of the tools as possible to support that transition because it yeah. is scary. You know, I've made it so many times in different ways, but it still makes me scared. But now I've learned to recognize that fear as a sign that actually there is something really exciting and bigger and it's a higher, more expansive step which is awaiting me. And it's going to require a bigger version of me in order to step into that. Yeah. And so in order to make that transition as smoothly as possible, I gear myself up with the tools that I need. And those tools are everything from being mindful of what you're consuming, yeah. listening to audios or books, just being mindful of the sort of information that you're taking in because you want to stay in that kind of high frequency, I can do this mindset, you know. Yeah. Anything that's not saying that, you just want to kind of, Get that out of your face. You know, give yourself the best, because it's a bit of a standoff with the old you. You know, when you're into that transition space, it's the new you trying to emerge, and there's this battle between the comfort zone and the old existing safe you, and this this new, you know, all of this unknown. So you need soul food to make yourself as prepared as possible to make Mm -hmm. that transition. 
No, I really love that. That's a really nice way to look at it because I think a lot of people think, I haven't got this, I haven't got this. And to actually know that actually it's that work that will be just the thing that makes you achieve what you want to achieve. That's right. I know your book, Purpose, is obviously out, Find Your Truth and Embrace Your Calling. For someone that hasn't read this book, what can they expect to kind of get as someone that, you know, they're not working to you with you one-to-one? What's the pillars of the book and what can they expect to read when they've got it? So the overriding message is about the fact that most of us are living the wrong way round and that we should be living from the inside out and getting in touch with our truth and then stepping into it. And then when we do that, our life becomes this incredible adventure where we're supported and the opportunities and the partners that we need present themselves because that's what happens when we step into our flow. So actually there's no need to be afraid because when we step into our truth, things just start to show up for us. So that's the overriding message. And it's my story. So it's my journey from being a 17-year-old pregnant teenager with no qualifications or sense of purpose and building businesses and having this incredible career and the lessons that I learned and the tools that I use to transform my life. Yeah. In a nutshell. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's so relevant, even with the work that I do in the industry. The biggest questions I get are people saying, how do I transition? How do I find what I want to do in life? How do I know what I want to do? And how do I overcome those fears? And I guess I'm just going to send them right your way because you, you talk a lot about, you just even said it there, you know, we're living from the outside in instead of the inside out. It's so easy to get consumed in defining ourselves by the external validations, you know, who we are, what we have, what we own. For me, everything that you're doing really resonates. And, I, I, you know, for people listening out there, I can be a real testament to the fact that when I went away to Australia for a month, I really was like, right, who am I? What do I enjoy doing? You know, what feeds my soul? Because earning money and being an entrepreneur is not feeding my soul. And actually, I think that's where people are getting really caught up. And so it's absolutely amazing the work that you're doing. I read that you kind of say connection is our most powerful currency. What do you mean by that? So here's the thing. You talk about when you really feel high and lit up and fulfilled is when you're making a difference to the life of somebody else. Yeah. And the reason for that is because right in those moments, you are living in your purpose. And we're all connected. When we find that sweet spot where we're utilizing our talent, whatever that might be, in a way which makes a difference for others and earning a living, you know, we're at our best. You know, that's what we're supposed to do, you yeah. know, which is why you have so many people who are successful materially but unhappy. Yeah. Because when there is no contribution beyond the self, it's impossible to be fulfilled. You know, selflessness is where joy waits. And when you take your values and what's meaningful for you, channel it through your talent and are able to create, you know, your living from that space, that right there is purpose. And that looks different for all of us. But there will always be a key element of contribution, which is part of that, because we are innately connected. Yeah. And when someone's on, like, I like to call it a line. So I always know when I'm off purpose and when I'm on purpose when I'm on purpose I have a bit of a obsession with butterflies I see them everywhere it's my sign and and I know when I'm doing stuff I love and I'm in the right place I see them and when I'm doing things I know aren't good for me or aren't potentially just where I want to be I don't see them so I've really like figured out you know I know when I'm off whack I've been out of alignment for the last three weeks and I'm trying desperately to get back into it 
with all my like go-to tools like meditation and journaling and I'm just not getting back in there but what does it feel like to someone who might be thinking do you know what? I don't think I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing or I don't feel right what kind of things show up for you when you are in purpose and when you're not feel like things just flow as well am I right like things just happen yeah there's an ease you're quite right there is an ease to life which is prevalent when you are in flow and when you are aligned you know if I look back previously on parts of my career it was a little bit like being in the stormy sea and desperately battling to get to this destination which I you know as a now generally resonates with quite with many people it's not supposed to be that way yeah And that, for you, just all comes down to really finding who you are and what your truth is, isn't it? That is the fundamental crux of what you're saying, is to get in that flow. Would you say that that is where you... amazing to kind of hear that and I know that your story you know I read read it about you know being a teenage mother and just the journey that you've had which I think what makes it so interesting with the book so it's a definite recommend for me and thank you so so much because the work that you're doing is honestly like I know that people in our audience with alternatively healthy are going to love love it and love reading more and hearing more about you because I know that people are just so stuck in this place about not serving themselves and not being where they want to be at all and One of my biggest mantras, I don't know if this is something that you ever tell people to use affirmation or mantras, but I always kind of, the first thing I say in the morning is, what would you have me do? Or how can I be of the highest good for people today? Or like, that's when the day I have is a day of flow and intention and people just show up out of nowhere and things just happen that make sense. So I don't know if that's anything that you ever do with people, but thank you so, so much today for your time and talking to me. And um, for anyone listening, just information about the book purpose is below in the show notes, and you can find more about her online. What's your website? JessicaHuey.com. JessicaHuey.com. Perfect. Well, thank you so, so much for joining me today. All right, my love. Lovely talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. You have been listening to the Alternatively Healthy Wellness Podcast Series by Becky Rabin. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Please feel free to leave your comments and feedback below and don't forget to give us a lovely little rating. For more information on our podcasts, other episodes and to find out more about what we do, please visit www.alternativelyhealthy.co.uk And remember, shaping the healthiest version of you means looking purely at you.